The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. You know, we're dealing with a very critical and crucial time. Most crucial and critical time that I've ever witnessed. Being as young as I am, you know, we all don't want to say nothing else, so we say as young as we are. Now I want to talk about uh, the pronunciation and the realization. Now the educators, they call it ESP, positive thinking, right? Some of the people on the, on the cross other side of the pond call it vibe, vibrations, astrology and all those different things, you understand? But I call what is is what is. What it is is what it is. Look at him. Now you see, a brother, you take in the ghetto, you find a whole lot of crime. I can understand, hey, I know what it means. Being nine years old before I got my first pair on the way out of a stove. You know, putting on a half, a half press suit from the pawn shop with tennis shoes, trying to be hip, so I know where it's coming from. Like the fella say, having catfish head stew. And then like the catfish went in there with his head and come out very quick and didn't leave nothing else. Now it's one thing the educators and the politicians and the establishment gotta remember. Now brothers need jobs. You can't eat If you don't work You can't eat Get hip to yourself Good God, my brother Get it from the street You don't work You can't eat Sis, you don't work You can't eat So you got to have mind power To deal with starvation And that's what we're dealing with See, we can't go back to the biblical stories. Two loaves of bread. Two little fishes, five loaves of bread. Two little fishes, yeah. Five loaves of bread. It's still relevant today. Now look here, too many brothers to go by that. Now I want your brothers to dig what power. Set your mind right here. Ha! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Al Tumas Tumas Town. Ah! I'm back up here. The COVID-19 has scared me. This is my second show since the shutdown, so I'm creeping back up here to try to do something today because I got something to talk about today uh, that um, I feel like talking about. So I creep back up here. So thank you all for tuning in. And um, shit. Whew. It's hot in a motherfucking Los Angeles today, folks. It's uh, over 100 goddamn degrees out here. It's hot as hell. 
The best thing about that is they say it helps the virus. How did it, if you stand out in the goddamn sun, this goddamn hot motherfucker, you ain't got to worry about no goddamn COVID-19 because this sun, this heat, it pretty much goddamn kills the shit. It kicks it in the ass. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Last week, ladies and gentlemen, I had a real cold call. 2020 has been a fucked up week, week a year, a very fucked up year, but it got real, real for me last week. I almost checked out of here again. Y'all know I did a show about two years ago around this time where I passed out and damn near died, cracked my skull over me and all type of shit. But this time it was real than a motherfucker. Last Wednesday, almost eased up out of here. It was a frightening experience. Very pleasant, too, because I really thought, I thought, I thought I saw goddamn God opening up the gates to take me, but I realized this is a hot motherfucking day, so... Said, if you go out here today, nigga, you might be pushing the down button. You might be going down to see Satan. It was so hot that day. But I almost went out, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you what happened. Wednesday, 10.27 in the morning is when I woke up. The government had just came through for me. I just got my shit in the mail the next day, and I opened up my mail and checked everything out and Saw what they goddamn sent me. Now, I don't know what happened to me, whether it was, um, whether I hadn't been taking care of myself, or whether I, maybe I had a heart, like a Fred G. Sanford goddamn moment where it's like, oh my God, it's, it's that. But I know once I checked on what these people sent me and I threw it on my clothes to head to the bank. As soon as I walked outside and took five to ten proud long strides, some said, nigga, if you take one more step, it's it's over. You're gone. You're dead. Don't take another motherfucking step. Luckily for me, a friend was coming down the street. And I was able to motion to him as I was about to pass out right there, right in front of a church, a church that I ain't been in, and I ain't been in no goddamn church to serve the Lord in goddamn 30 years. And I done been there for funerals, but I ain't been to church just to worship in damn near 20 or 30 years. I, I grew up in the church. My father's a minister. It's ironic that this shit happened in front of a church. So I motioned to him and he, he calls 911 to come to, to, to like, to, 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 damn, Alice to go up out of here. He calls 911, ladies. Guess, guess what? The motherfucking line was busy for goddamn 40 minutes. 911 emergency. The number is busy for 40 minutes. That means you call these motherfuckers today for your health or either call the police to come protect you. The line is busy. This is Los Angeles today, folks. It's all fucked up. So he finally calls these motherfuckers. And they come out and like, like they got them scared of me. It's like, man, people are still dying from shit they've been dying from for thousands and millions of years. Why everything is COVID-19 today, I don't know. I have no motherfucking idea what the fuck is going on. But I do know what my problem was, an irregular heartbeat, which is what they told me a couple of years ago. And I almost went up out of here because there's so many motherfuckers calling the goddamn fucking hospital. I'm telling you right now, if your ass get in trouble, I don't give a fuck. If you get shot in the head, you better call a cab or Uber instead of calling 911 because your ass will die. 
please don't call them. Get your ass to the hospital, you got them self. So I go through all this goddamn shit. It's, damn, Lord, please, don't take me out now. And Facebook popped right up in front of my mind. It's like, oh, shit, I'm going to get my own obituary. One of my comedian friends passed a week ago, Tyler Craig, just died out of no reason. And you see, that Facebook is a good thing, but nowadays I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing for you to get your own funeral by thousands of motherfuckers on Facebook. Everybody on there, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Al Tuma. He's just gone. He died. He was a good motherfucker. Rest in peace. This is that. Motherfucker, I'm not ready to go through no shit right there. Not like now. I got shit to do. Ladies and gentlemen. So, live your life every day to, 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 the, to the fullest. That's what that shot me. I mean, if I done been through shit, man, I done been cut. I done been shot. I done met a lot of things, but I'm telling you, last Wednesday, August 19th, was the closest I goddamn came to death. I saw it. I went to the cliff and looked over, and it wasn't painful and all. It was just an eerie-ass feeling. And when they say your goddamn life flashes in front of you, it does. You think about every goddamn thing, but this feeling I'd never felt before other than Motherfucker, you in that day, I had not been drinking water. I drunk like two cases of goddamn water in 15 minutes. Just pouring it down. And the shit you should have been doing. Drinking water to purge your system and all this is goddamn fly. Purging water and all this type of shit. Eating garlic, doing all the healthy shit that I should have been doing. And this goddamn man, I'm trying to do it to stay alive. God, please help me. Please don't let me go out like this. Please don't let this shit happen. And I pulled through, and I'm doing better. And I'll tell you this: it ain't so much as what you um, it ain't so much as what you're doing is what you ain't doing. See, I ain't gonna quit goddamn drinking. I ain't gonna really quit smoking cigarettes. I just changed my brand. I changed what the fuck I did. Instead of cognac, I'm gonna drink a little scotch now. But instead of when I drink the scotch, I'll drink three bottles of goddamn water in between each scotch. I used to smoke Marlboros. I done went to American Spirits. Now, that's supposed to be organic um, tobacco. You smoke or to do this shit. But it's what you put in your body. Wake up in the morning, drink some water, get some insure, eat some vegetables. Don't get up eating eggs and grits and bacon and all type of pork and shit. It ain't what you do, it's what you ain't doing. And that's putting shit in your body. Putting shit in your immune system to help it. Vitamin C. Vitamin D, take a baby aspirin every fucking day. Put shit in your body to fight all bullshit, and that's the only way you're going to survive. Because I'm telling you, motherfucker, if you don't take care of your goddamn self, and you have to depend on going to the hospital or the paramedics coming to your motherfucking ass, you ain't going to make it. And ignorant niggas still out on the street killing each other. Like this shit ain't going on. Motherfucker, you get shot out there, you will die. There was a time you get shot 18, 19 times and live. Today, nigga, your ass going to die. So we have to take precautions on this shit. I ain't even had no pussy in five months. Ever since the shutdown happened, March 15, I ain't fucked nobody and don't even want no pussy. I mean, if I got to put on a full body condom, a full body condom, I mean head to toe, just to have sex, well, I'll just keep abusing my dick until there's a fire, something to take care of this because I don't like fucking like that. So I, don't, I ain't fucked, don't want no pussy. I'm scared of it. 
If you can get the shit from eye juice and snot and spit, well, you ought to be able to get it from pussy juice and sperm. So I ain't fucking nobody. Don't want no pussy. That's what I stand on it. But, man, that was a scary moment, ladies and gentlemen. Scary moment. That's why I came back up this week. If I die tomorrow, this might be my last show. Your last breath. We take this shit for, for granted. Shit, your last. This is in seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, years. You never know when that time going to come. And that's what that shit scared me into last week. And it was eerie. Eerie. I can't even describe the feeling. There's a word called ineffable. And that word means something that you couldn't, you can't put into words. You can't, expl you can't explain it. And I can't explain it. But I know I was about to die. And God spared me. The universe spared me to be here another day. And I am here to come back up at the Porters, be up at this studio, and, and do something again. And then shout out to you back there. You can't say hello. You back there doing things and give them the number because I can't see it. And you better get some red and get rid of this fucking fire. You could have said it. Say, say hello. Shit, we back there. Right, we got a new number up here, folks. If you call in, the number is 323. And you come Al. back. I just the told her I damn near died last week and needed her to do something for me. And she told me, nigga, pick up the paper anyway. <laughs> it ain't gonna hurt you to pick up the paper. It's three It's hurting my arm now. Three two three eight one five four two zero four. You just said you didn't want no calls earlier, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Yeah, well shit it, it, well, I changed my mind. It ain't that. It's just that that's a protocol you do when you get up here. I forgot. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is 2020. It's been a rough year. And yeah, people got them talking about this being a rough year. I hope this is, I'd be glad when 2020 over with my motherfucker. What makes you think if this is, if this is the beginning of the 20s, what the fuck makes you think 2021 going to be any better? This year started out with Kobe Bryant crashing into a motherfucking mountain. And to me, that shit it seems like it happened 30 years ago. With all this shit going on, that's just how long that seems. So it's been a fucked up ass year. And you take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, don't nobody give a fuck about you, man. Don't nobody give a fuck about you. So you, it's at a time now, put the right, that's all I can tell you. Put the right things in your body to build up your immune system and you can fuck up as much as you want. You can drink what you want, you can smoke what you want, but if you ain't putting the nutrients in your body to balance that shit out, use a dead motherfucker. Now, that, with that being said, I had a whole lot of other shit going on, but I went on for a tantamere. But I have a guest here tonight that I'm glad to have up here. And um, yeah, I don't want to waste up all my time, you know, personally on me. This young lady here, I've known her for a spell, met her on political events. You know, is always in the community, community trying to do something to help her people. Um, that's what she stands for. She is... Um, co-chairman of the ADOS of L.A., and um, she has her own podcast called Politics in Black, which you uh, can see. Um, they record it right here, po Politics in Black. And she is a graduate of the prestigious HBCU Howard University. And I'm going to introduce this Friday Jones. I know it's K.J. Clark. I just found out she's Friday Jones about a month ago, but I've been knowing her for years as K.J. Clark. So let me 
introduce this young lady so we can get on to some of these topics, young ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy them. So today, Miss Friday Jones from Politics in Black and the co-chairman of 80s in L.A. Woohoo! What's up, Mr. Al Toomer? I'm hanging in there, pretty girl. Glad you finally made it. Toomer's town. Yeah, hold on. Go ahead, babe. What is it, nigga? I'm on air. How? How? Well, hang up, nigga. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) What am I supposed to go ahead to? We're going to change the vibration in here just a little bit. You survived another day. You're still here. Yes. Yes. Mm. That's always good when your eyes open. Yeah, yeah when they are open. Very good. But we realize we gonna all go about it. Uh, it's just how one you day. go. You yeah. can't be afraid when it's your time. Nah, but I was looking forward to going. Not I ain't gonna say that. Please, I, I didn't mean that. But it, 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 the sky and everything, it, it was a different color. Like everything, like it changed. Like, like I say, I saw the gates opening up for me. But when I felt the heat, it's like I don't want to die as hot as it is, motherfucker. This is just the start of it, hell. I think if you, you die gonna have to, in you the gonna cold have to, of winter, I think I'm just saying. I think some people go to 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 hell in the, way in the, that, in the, the winter way too. The way I felt about it, like <laughs> nigga, if you go out of here, you get on the elevator, you about to hit the down button, nigga. You ain't finna go up at all. So you know, hell, please, man, I'm, I'm just, this is the last time I'm gonna tell you, God. If you spare me this time, I ain't going to do it no more. Oh, my goodness. Please don't let the lightning strike inside here today. <laughs> Please. I'm just saying. Just saying. Universe. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a positive motherfucker. Like I say, it, it helped because you also find out who really is there with you. Now, it's one thing that, you know, the, the, the 911 call with the way it, with, they were busy. But then I actually got them call a goddamn woman that I'm dealing with, who was her damn birthday around the, 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 the fucking August 13th of fucking birthday. And I called this motherfucker, tell him I'm about to die. She just took her 15 goddamn, I had to call her 15 times before she picked up. Then the bitch had to learn to tell me I'm down in motherfucking Long Beach enjoying my birthday. Um, call the paramedics. Cause the bitch, I did call them. But I want you to come here. Well, I can't come. I'm enjoying my birthday. Bitch, if you give a fuck about me, you would got them leave what you're doing and come take care of me. So you can understand why I say you ain't shit. You're rotten to the core. You ain't going to never be shit. And whatever goddamn fucked up thing I said to you is because of this type of selfish bullshit here. Well, here is the blessing in that. This is COVID is a time of realignment. So it's time for you to realign some of the people in and outside of your life. That also helped. See, because I'm still willing to help this motherfucker even, you know, with, with the things come through. I'm calling you motherfuckers and trying to help you. And bitch, you showing me. It's like God El, God told me, Al, this is the last time I'm going to show you this bitch ain't shit. Well, if that's your walk away, then walk with that. I'm only got them fucking done. And she did talk to me for 30 or 40 minutes, but it was nothing but shit about shit that she was jealous of. I told you to quit drinking and smoking. Where the fuck is Paulette now? Where the fuck is Angela and all this type of bullshit? It's like, bitch, ain't nobody trying to hear this shit now. Is this, is you gonna send me to the grave trying to make me feel bad about everything you think I did to hurt your fucking feelings? You know what a phone has? What? These days it has a little red button. 
It does. There's no need to stay on that kind of call. But when you just talk, I mean, it actually helped me because I started cussing the bitch out. It's like, bitch, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. You are rotten to the core. And I'll go to my grave telling you that. If if God goddamn fucking put me and you next together, I bet you'll tell you I'm more righteous than you. You a sorry ass bitch. And that started to make me feel better. That made you feel better? Yeah. Oh, my word. Knowing that this bitch trying to send me to the grave, making me feel guilty about some shit that she think I did to her? Can we move to politics? This is too much. This is TMI. (laughs) TMI. TMI. I got to stay in my lane in what I do. Yeah, man. I'm not saying you're going to jump off that because you're going to take that tip. You probably understood what she was talking about. That's some female shit. So anyway. No, I told you that you have had a moment of clarity, and you need to walk in that. Well, I'm walking in it. Good. That's why I'm looking at you right now, bitch, telling you. Do not be going through nobody's personal goddamn information and making your own decision. For all you women out there who want to be detectives, going through a man's goddamn personal shit. And when I first, I should have known it was a red flag when I first met this bitch. A month after I knew her, she going through my fucking wallet. And found a goddamn Magnum condom and then had the nerve to ask me about it. Bitch, this condom has been in my pocket two months before I met you. Why are you going through my shit? I don't know. I've moved on. You still stuck. I don't know why you stuck. Yeah, well, you told me it was a moment of clarity. That's right. The universe has already communicated what you need to know. Yeah, all right. Well, this is basically for her because obviously she needs to hear this shit live. I don't ever talk about her motherfucking ass on no shit, but bitch, you got it tonight. Now, babe, um, let's jump right on into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden has uh, took Kamala on as the... Um, he he got the top cop on his slate. The top cop. That's what she called herself. <laughs> I'm going with what she said. Yes, he is that. When it comes to goddamn locking motherfuckers up, she is exactly that. Uh, there have been some... Uh, very interesting people coming forward at this point who have talked about their experiences with her as our California Attorney General. Um, Maitrese Richardson's father has come forward and talked about um, the the lack of prosecution of sheriffs. And remember, that was Lee Baca's, I think, yeah. department that mm. eventually was torn down by the by the federal government because of the level of corruption. Um, but she didn't prosecute um, properly in that particular case. Right. Uh, the woman, and I forget her name, but uh, from Northern California, who she arrested uh, for <laughs> truancy for a child yeah, that had uh, essentially medical, legal medical provisions um, because she was sickle cell. Right. This child wound up graduating, I think, was either 3.6 or 4.0 GPA, but her mom is still reeling from the legal fallout from mm. being uh, falsely arrested right. um, for, for being a bad parent and having a truant high school age child and they wanted to enter them into all kind of gang intervention and all kind of foolishness that yeah. had nothing to do with my kid has sickle cell. Right. And, you know, when she's in crisis, we not at school. Right. Um, and there's a young man who uh, the state, you know, taxpayers, I'm about our money because that tax money is my <laughs> money. I work hard. Exactly. Uh, she, she put, she, I, she literally came 
to the the court hearing to see this young man um, prosecuted, and he spent years in jail and wound yeah. up walking away with a few million dollars. Yeah. And uh, so when people from your hometown, you know, start trying to chime the bell, you gotta you gotta listen to that. Mm. All my Howard University bison brothers and sisters because she's a bison too i mean she literally four years before i got there she was there four years before you got there yeah she get there hell cabalas damn living her late 50s i thought you just in your 40s i keep somewhere. telling you i'm i'm never as as I'm never the age people think I am. I will stop lying about it. Nigga, I think you told I, what me. What is there to lie about? You told me you was like 48, 49 years old, didn't you? Okay. Okay. So how the hell is you know? I mean, it's possible that she got to college a little bit later. I than think. That. I think. I believe she that graduated. Bitch damn 60. I think she graduated in like eighty nine. Eighty nine. Or eighty. She graduated like in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. When you came out, I got in there in eighty nine. All right, see, that's more deception. And with, so, you know, I understand the, the joy and elation from all of her fraternal sisters, you know, all her AKA sisters, and I understand the black Greeks want to get behind her, but I suggest y'all look a little deeper into her politics. But see, what I don't understand is, why didn't, if you're going to get behind her now, why didn't you get behind her when she's running for president? And we, we shot her down. All this stuff you just said, we shot that down. So now because he picks her, Mr. Biden picks her as the vice president candidate, we supposed to go vote for him because he picked her. Uh, look, I thought the best question asked, was it was it Colbert on his night show? One of those nighttime TV people yeah. basically said, if you thought the man was a racist uh, when you were running for president, right. why would you want to be the <laughs> vice president to a racist? And yeah. her, her response was... It was a debate, and I'm like, Lord, how much is... that sounds real careerist it, it's a hypocritical. It's a, it's very hypocritical. Yeah, you the... accuse him of, of, of busting, he stopped that. You accuse him of the sexual things, all of that shit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some of these people that you locked up for smoking weed, bitch, you sitting on the breakfast club saying you do that. And laughing about yeah, it. enjoying it. I'm part Jamaican or whatever. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> So you know, which I'm, I felt was disparaging to you know Jamaicans. If that's your life, that's your life. But I'm pretty sure all Jamaicans don't just smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty. I don't know. Mm. But so it's this Democratic shit and it's this Republican shit. Mm -hmm. uh, babe, I've been a registered Republican since I was like 20 years old. Now, I ain't never voted a day in my life. <laughs> but an older, wise black man told me it was better to to vote for Republican if you do. So I'm a more of a Republican, a conservative. I think if you're a black Republican in, in California, it, it bodes well. It doesn't bode well in the areas like Georgia and Florida where they do all kind of jimmy rigging and drawing lines all crazy so that the black votes don't matter. I mean, you get the you get the law passed in Florida is that for felons. Republicans or is it Democrats? That's that's Republicans. They got to own that. And I keep saying I don't know where the radical Republicans are who were like pro reparations, who were pro 40 acres and the mule, who got it. I I don't know these new uh <laughs> these new Republicans. I don't know about them. Well, Miss Jones, 
I guess I'm gonna ask you and anybody who's still stuck with the Democratic Party, and we've been voting that way for over sixty years, and have, and we still complaining and bitching about shit. I mean, what what the fuck? Well, I mean, come on. Between Trump and and Biden and. Neither one of them really has a, a, a policy. You know why I would programs pro- yeah, black yeah, folks. You know, I like a straight shooting motherfucker. I like a person who don't hide their feelings and tell me who they are, as opposed to a motherfucker who feels exactly like that. It's worse as Trump, and then try to smile in your face. And it's polite. I, I don't like a right. snake in the grass. Right. Almost like somebody fucking you from yeah, behind. Well, I mean, come on. The president is a. KKK son member. He's the son of a, a KKK member. So what the hell you think Biden is? What, well, all I'm saying is, in terms of of politics, you know, their politics are about about the same. I'm gonna sit up here and tell you again. I will always expect some respect somebody like Donald Trump or somebody in the Ku Klux Klan as opposed to some fucking snake, some Weasley motherfucker who smiles and winks at you and makes you think that they got your best interest at hand. Deception and fuck you. But you can't even believe that if you look at Biden's platform. He doesn't really say that. I mean, he kind of has like this generic Democratic platform and it i i think the but American obviously he is not more better. as upfront than goddamn trump or you oh, feel I, the same way no i agree with you yeah i mean somebody gonna fuck you in the ass you understand you just do it raw and whatever okay, and don't that instead of somebody kissing you on the back of the neck making you feel better about it well he's, that's what I mean, democrats can do can i add a comment to that please Okay, even though he's straightforward and says what the hell is on his mind, don't make what he says is make it right. But he is an equal To me, he has no integrity. He has, I just, yeah, he speaks his mind, but so what? But boy, is he is an equal. But I'm not saying all the others do too, but I'm saying just because you speak your mind and you straightforward, don't. Make make it good or right. But I'm saying he is an equal opportunist. Tunis, Donald Trump will insult anybody. Anybody who does not like him. That motherfucker that called Bill Clinton a goddamn rapist. That's what I'm saying. Why would black people be so much upset? That motherfucker insults anybody. And and when you actually really ask yourself if somebody disrespects you, what he shit? I I won't do that. If somebody insults me, I'm gonna cuss your motherfucking ass out. And he does that. He don't give a damn who it is. Well, I have what I what the I mean, what is most interesting to me, I don't know if you guys follow the Donald on social media, but his trolling uh efforts with regards to 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 Biden are just exceptional. He called him goddamn one percent Joe. Cause Joe Biden ran for president like three times. He I think in eighty nine. He called him a transitional president. <laughs> Um, I saw something earlier today, and I was just like, this dude. I mean, like, he's a TV guy, and his right. ability to, to troll yeah. is, like, TV level. Exactly. Like, And that's another thing I like about him is the fact that, you know, I thought it would be somebody black. I wanted to be that. The thing I like about him is he's not one of these bitch-ass presidents that went to law school, Yale, Harvard, all that type of shit, and run for president. He didn't do none of that. He is really the average motherfucker coming from, you know, he's a white billionaire. Well, yeah, but, but he's most also of the, an example of mediocrity failing up. 
Well, babe, I, you said, like I said, I Black wish folks can't be that. I wish I could. Well, he started. And then rise it, it, up in it, the it has to be a white person first. I wish I could run for president with nothing but a one point eight grade point average right out of goddamn high school. Well, I'm saying, yeah. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that at the governor levels. You know, running different states, and and uh, the best way I can explain it, if you haven't seen, I think it's the Bud Light uh, World Series commercial for last year this guy had like bought two bud lights and he was going back to his seat and the ball came at him and <laughs> he didn't he it was like he didn't drop his his bud lights and so Bud light made a commercial about it and then yeah. put this guy on the world stage and i'm like he did nothing exceptional but here he is in yeah. a you know you know national commercial campaign failing up and to me that's like how average sort of Average Joe white guys become like the president of the United exactly. States. Exactly, <laughs> they don't have to do yeah. it that much impressive. Yeah. Going bankrupt like six or seven times is no. He didn't not go, no, no, keep this in mind. He didn't go bankrupt. Companies he ran went bankrupt. Well, yeah, but I mean, playing the game. What we would that would be like a, a scam type artist. I mean, right. Right, right, and that's all America is. But it's in the parameters of quote unquote was legal. So mm-hmm. for us, for us black people, see, I keep lawyer friends. You got to keep lawyer friends in your yeah, life. Yeah, you, you do. Got to keep lawyer friends because mm-hmm. the law is is everything. Yeah, you got to know that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it seems to me that we both agree, or um, on Democrats, Republicans, they really don't serve us at all. Well. I think at this day and age, I mean, it's not football anymore, right? There used to be significant policy differences um, between the two, and there really isn't um, significant policy differences between them anymore. And so this idea of, like, my team, that's not my team, you know, I I don't even understand that. Who speaks to the needs of your community the most? Mm. That's the person who you should be voting for. This, This party loyalty is um, a little problematic. And I think it's particularly problematic for black folks because the Democratic Party has already made it clear that they're trying to figure out how to make Latinos the largest uh, new voting bloc, and that's who they're courting, hard. Well, see, okay, well, all right, Latino. Well, mm-hmm. what is our voting bloc? Because we split between Republican and Democrat. Isn't it about time for us to get our own goddamn voting bloc? I mean, we've and tried that I so want to many you about times. The, the Carmichael tried that. I mean, he had his political party. I mean, you. We, I mean, okay, okay. Well, then, then we need to know why, why did it fail? Because this brings me back to your, y'all ADOs thing. I mean, is that is is there what's the, is there a voting block? And if there is, I'm not gonna ask you the number. You said you weren't gonna ask that. If there is. What type of money are y'all trying to get them? What what type of money are you trying to give? The, you got to give these candidates something. So here's we the can't thing. just sit back. It, it's I mean, if we are still delusional to think that all you can do, all you got to do is go vote, and don't pull no money out, we gonna never get nowhere. And I agree with you. I work for very high net worth, high profile people, and please believe me, they will drop a twenty five thousand dollar check with no problem behind the people that they want. We do not have that kind of wealth. And that's what and that's mean what we ain't got that kind of wealth. Is about. We don't compare first of all, it's only about a hundred uh million uh, excuse me, a hundred trillion dollars worth of wealth in the United States. And of that hundred trillion, pretty much uh the white population has like ninety 
I want to say like 97% they do, of that. But let's just talk about what we do have. Well, what we do have is us. We have people. And so that's what ADOS has been motivating. I mean, I got to shout out Antonio Moore and Yvette Carnell. Um, Yvette was just on CNN last night, finally getting like some mainstream media play yeah, with I Kamal like uh, Bell like yeah. um, on his show. But, you know, they have sparked, I think, political activity and political advocacy in the black community, the ADOS community, like we haven't seen, in my opinion, since civil rights. Um, I understand that. But mm -hmm. like I said, we have got to go. So we've got to have somebody behind us. And we got enough billionaires and enough millionaires and thousandaires. People always say that. And I'm just like, no, we don't. I mean, we do and we don't. If we do you and we don't. think that all so, because you have your right to no, vote. No, no, no. Let's look at who's talking right now. Oprah's talking. Oprah, Is she part Oprah, of ADOS? No, she's not. But Oprah was down there back in Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is is now she's definitely entrenched in the Democratic Party. And I'm pretty sure she's been told she's got to wait her turn for whatever, whether she's going back to attempt something in Georgia or whether she's going to do something larger. She, at this point, is part of the machine, but that's where Oprah's dollars went. You had uh, T.I. and Charlemagne the God up visiting, you know, Trump behind Opportunity Zones, but I have yet to see an Opportunity Zone that leaves the ownership with the communities that they are in after the 10-year tax break is up. I don't. I don't see a transfer like back to those communities to all of a sudden. I get the right, maybe, maybe I'm up there. What, what, what up? I'm saying. Maybe, I guess. Um, I mean, Kanye claims he's I'm running for that. president, but he talking I'm about telling slavery you, was until a choice. There so. are, are a certain sect out of these forty-four million descendants of American slaves. Yeah. Until a certain amount of these niggas get together on a common goal. You know who I and listen have enough, to? Uh, no, 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 wait a minute. What? Until a certain amount of them niggas. I don't know if it has to be it's at 44 million. I don't know if it has to be 500,000 of them niggas or 1 million of them niggas. And to those niggas, it's get not together. that many of them. It's 350,000 uber wealthy black people in the country. It's 46 Where, million you, you're of us. You're only talking about the rich, babe. I'm talking about the richest of rich of us. It's 350,000. I am families. talking about a common goal. Uh, but yeah, but you're talking about 000. a million people, and I'm telling you it's 350 families, 350,000 families. There's a significant gap between a million me. and 350. what I'm trying to say. I don't, I, the anybody math ain't working for what you're trying, trying to say. Anybody trying to, trying to pull 44 million niggas up under the same umbrella is out of their fucking mind. You, we don't need that many That's what I'm trying to tell you. We need you. a tipping point. That's what I'm trying to tell well, you. We we getting there now. We finally, we Joy Reid. I've know, been trying to say this for five, ten minutes. No, you haven't. Joy Reid and Shirley Mitchell, you know, they started out with the troll campaign. You had Angela Rye. Picking it up. You don't I mean, need, but everything is five to ten percent out of forty-four million. You don't need, but ten percent of that are motherfuckers on the goddamn fucking the one goddamn goal and got some money behind it and put that shit out there. If you, we keep talking, we think we could vote and just vote. But if you ain't got no money, and say you got that ten percent. We own one goddamn goal. It's ten percent, and we go to either, any of these candidates with like fifty million, a hundred million dollars, and say pass reparations. I bet we'll get a better chance of it passing as opposed to well, I voted because I got the right to vote, well, and I ain't yeah, got a but, nickel but, to give you. But that's always what 
the the classic machine tries to tell you is important. Your vote is important. People died for your right to vote. But there is, from from my experience, there is more to political action than showing up to vote. That's exactly. like the we ought to know that by now. of your civic duties yeah. at this point. If your if your advocacy doesn't involve like some local organization, your local church. Your your you know and you, that's HBCUs, yeah. your Greek organizations, all of, all of them should have political advocacy. We have a lot of five hundred one c three. Well, you said some good things right there. We that, needed, that, that that was a good thing. The churches, the HBCU, they got to get like we back always in the game. got them voting. I'm not saying that you know we got enough money that's generated. If like, I don't I forget how much money they say yeah, is generated, you know we what? got enough money. To got them play the game like you, everybody else. Here's the thing. I Sometimes I'm an a, a advocate of saying, yes, you need money, but sometimes you need people more. And what ADOS has been very effective at, at least in, in the state of California, I can only speak to California, we've been very effective at getting at all of our legislators, mm. whether it's the federal level with Karen Bass and Senator Feinstein and uh, Kamala Harris. We spoke to her lead counsel in her office. We didn't get to meet with Senator Harris, but we've made those connections at the federal level for mm. within the state here. Uh, at the state level, we've talked to Dr. Shirley Weber. You know, we've met with Holly Mitchell. We've met with our legislators, and I'm speaking for ADOS Los Angeles, but we, we have met with the people... Um, who are responsible for our life and our well-being? We've met with judges. We we met on the on the on the That's judges panel yeah. at the town hall. So yeah. we're meeting with the judges. We want to know what their politics are. We want to know if they're uber conservative. Um, we want to know if they do alternative type things from the bench. So you're not sending every daggone body to jail and giving people mm. an opportunity to to self correct. So mm. we we have have done that work. You've been part of. Yeah. That work. And so when people start holding people accountable, when people show up and know what different bills are and they, they place in phone calls to tell their leaders, yes, we support this and no, we don't. All of a sudden people go, oh, well, who are these people and where <laughs> they come from? Yeah. And oh, so now I have to be held accountable to somebody and you will find that policy will change. Mm. But if all you do is the least of your civic duties and all you do is place a vote. Yeah. Every two to four years, nah, you're yeah. not gonna get nothing. Yeah. You're not a squeaky enough wheel, and nah, we all we know the, the squeaky same wheel yeah. get some oil. Now nah, we own the and same. And so people, page. you know, again, if it's if it's church folks, you gotta you gotta politically activate. There should be a political <laughs> With arm. As much goddamn money goes through black churches. It's gotta start there. Chris it has Lodak. to start there. That's where Chris it started. Lodak, I think forty million dollars a week goes through black churches. <laughs> Creff Low Dollar ain't did shit with starting up a cash app since the pandemic. Ain't offered. I mean, I'm not going to go there, but goddamn, bro, when you got all this money from all you big time pastors with your private churches, your private planes, and all this shit, man, and then your people, when we go through something like this, got to go to this government, you niggas ain't right, man. I mean, the rich niggas is our biggest goddamn problem. The rich niggas. The billionaire niggas, I'm talking about all of it. I'm being real. I'm calling you. You motherfuckers are not right. And I don't know if you are afraid of losing your shit, but it comes to a motherfucker with a bitch like Oprah worth $5 billion. You got George worth $3 billion. I don't give a motherfucker how much you say it is. There's enough of them motherfuckers to make a difference amongst their own people well, without us going to these motherfuckers. How many, uh, you know, look, 
Oprah, from my understanding, gives very generously to um, whatever she's allowed college. to. Uh, you know, the brother, uh, I think his name is Robert Smith, the billionaire. Who, He's another who one, yeah. Paid those, but you know, one thing that yeah, he well, said. Yeah, well, let one rich nigga, somebody, I'm going to, I, I, I think my people need a, nu- a nuclear weapon. Yeah, but the thing is, they are not, those individuals are not government. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's our duty and our responsibility to get our government to spend our tax dollars. Our Constitution says uh, defense. And the welfare, and welfare implies making sure that the people are whole. So we spend a kajillion dollars on on defense. I mean, without a question. Yeah. We spend a kajillion dollars on defense, but then when it comes to people, we got to hem and haw unless we bury oh, it in about, some they're, sort they're of Not just people, subsidy. us, because they, well, yeah. they didn't have the money for reparations in this COVID-19 shit gotten. We and have money see, for you everything find $3 under trillion the dollars, But nothing for these goddamn fucking little p- p- pathetic-ass slaves that you abuse. We ain't got nothing for them. But we'll give you a little change right now, but as far as anything um, uh, substantial to, to change Sub- things around, right. we're not going to do anything right. like that. Anyway, we're going to get back and we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to take a quick little break here, and then we're going to get back and uh, go further than this, because I want to go hear what you um, think about what, um, and huh? Which video? But we on politics now. Well, we could talk George Fort Lloyd is politics. Huh? Okay, well, all right. Well, we got to cut from the, the, the politics of ADOs right George now. George Floyd is politics. Yeah. And then let me set this up, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there was a lot of rise and everything going on after this man was killed, George Floyd, uh, four or five months ago. Uh, it's, um, it was cruel the way he was killed. It, it really was. And it set off a lot of goddamn fucking destruction. The shit is still going on. And uh, there's the latest video that came out, is um, one where they were finally, you could even see, see him talking when they walked up to him on the car. You might have seen it, where they walked up to the car, they had guns drawn on him, but he was very disoriented and very high. I think they said he was on some shit like fentanyl or fentanyl or what it is. Something they said that is 100 times more powerful than more, more um, morphine. None of this has nothing to do with the motherfucker who got them put his neck on this man's throat. But we're going to take a look at this video, and then we're going to come back, and we, um, I'll give you my opinion on it, and then we're going to see what Friday got to say. So go to it. What, what did we do? Put your hand up there. Put your hand up there. Floyd tells the officer multiple times he's been shot before. He begins to cry. Hands on top of your head. Floyd is soon pulled from the car. He struggles when Officer Lane and Officer J. Alexander King try to handcuff him. Stop resisting that. The officers have not yet told Floyd why he's being detained. The public has seen the surveillance video at this point, but now they can hear the officer's frustration and Floyd's desperation. Oh, ouchie, man. Are you on something right now? I'm not, no, nothing. Because you act yeah. more erratic. Let's go. Floyd is taken across the street, crying the whole time. At the squad car, a second, bigger struggle ensues as officers try to put Floyd inside. Stand up. Stop falling down. I'm claustrophobic, man. Stand up. I'm claustrophobic. Stay on your feet and face the car door. This is what the public couldn't see well from surveillance or bystander videos. Floyd initially resisting getting into the police vehicle and then being pushed from one side by King. Listen. Dang, man. Listen. I'm not that kind of guy. I'll roll the windows down Please, as you put your legs in, all right? Y'all, then pulled in on the other side by Officer Lane. This is the first time you hear Mr. Floyd utter the words, I can't breathe. Please sit. Please. Take a 
Please, man. Please. No, no. I can take a seat. I can't joke. I can't breathe, love Please. Please. Soon, you can see officers Doe Tao and Derek Chauvin on camera. About nine minutes into the encounter, Floyd finally hears what he's being arrested for. He's under arrest right now for forgery. Chauvin and King then pull Floyd to the ground. You can see Chauvin's knee go down on Floyd's neck. Floyd calls out for his deceased mother. Stop moving. Mama. 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 The cell phone video that the world saw picks up from here, but in the body cam video, the sound is crystal clear, revealing more details. I can't believe this. I can't believe this, man. Mama, I love you. Reese, I love you. You got hobble? Yeah, my kids, I love them. I'm dead. Floyd keeps crying out, and Officer Chauvin responds to his cries. I can't breathe for nothing, man. It's cold blood, man. Ah, 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 Mama, I love you. I can't do nothing. My face is gone. King says an ambulance has been called. Floyd asked to stand. Chauvin's knee had been on Floyd's neck for a little over a minute. Officer Lane asked a question about moving Floyd. Please, please let me stay in. No, please, man, I can't breathe. My face is getting up bad. Here, should we get his legs up? Oh, my God. Just leave him. Just leave him. Just leave him. Officer Lane complies, and Floyd continues to beg for his breath. He's told to stop talking. I can't breathe, officer. Don't talking. A lot of yelling. They will kill me. They will kill me, man. Takes a heck of a lot of oxygen to... After Chauvin's knee has been on Floyd's neck for nearly five minutes, Officer Lane asks whether to move Floyd a second time. Floyd's voice begins to weaken. The world has seen how this ends because of a bystander's cell phone video, but they couldn't hear what the body camera reveals. It is something lawyers for former Officer Lane are seizing on to try to exonerate him. But the ambulance was of no use. Floyd lost consciousness and was pronounced dead at the hospital. Well, yeah, that came out a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. That's that's what we saw. So. I've been purposely uh, trying to not watch that, but since I've seen it, let's talk about it. Okay. What are your thoughts on it? Um, I think that it was obvious that he was afraid. Um, and obviously our fear and our humanity when we're being taken into custody somehow does not matter. It, it, it's not valued. And I think it's easy to say comply, but that's like telling somebody uh, who's afraid of snakes when you're dangling a snake in front of them to not be, don't be afraid, yeah. you know, just, just don't freak out. It's just a snake. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't hear in that video, and I'm no attorney, I'm not an attorney, but what I did not hear is them say, you know, we have restrained you because we are, we are responding to a call of for false money or whatever it was that he uh, was being accused of. You don't hear them explaining to him. All you hear is commands. And if yeah. you taking me in, you know, on, on a level, it's almost like you also got to think, yes, people should give officers respect and reverence. At the same time, you have to do the same. And if 
I don't know what you're stopping me for. I don't think I've done anything wrong. We don't know where he got the money from. You know, he might not have known that it was uh, fake money. Uh, he works in a nightclub. Like, there's all this other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Then you got to let people know what's going on. When you go to the doctor, the doctor says, okay, I'm going to touch you here. My fingers might be cold. I need you to breathe in or whatever. They let you know what is happening to you. Mm -hmm. What I do not hear is them explaining to him what is happening to him. Right. It's just demands of, I want you to do A, B, C, yeah. and D. So yeah, yeah. I don't think that the the attorney is is sort of grabbing for straws in that you know the man was afraid. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, yeah, he was afraid. They walked up to him with the gun being drawn and all that other type of thing. But man, when you are high on some shit, that's gonna make you more paranoid. I'm a black man. I done been pulled over by the police. Gangs of time, and for the most part, I got old. I, 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 I walked away because I know to say yes, sir, no, sir to these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck whether they white, black, whether they young or not, motherfucker. I know you got a gun, you got the license to kill me, and you get away with it. Now I done dealt with some assholes, yes, a few assholes, maybe twice. But for the most part, with the police man, the motherfuckers pulled me over when I was fucking in the debt wrong and helped me out. Drunk, took my car, took the keys, and took me home. Maybe that's because I'm me. I'm not the biggest star. I'm just telling you my experiences with the cops. And he bitten like what most black people say. Now, I did have one racist goddamn incident over in Culver City about 10 years ago where they was trying to bait me behind some bullshit. And after they ran, you know, to make a long story short, it, 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 it was it's something subtle because there's some racist motherfucker that will try to bait you to make you go off so they can do something to you. I'm a polite motherfucker. So after this motherfucker ran all my shit, after they had me sitting out on the ground, ran all my goddamn shit, and it came back clean, I was like, sir, you're free to go. This one white racist motherfucker had the nerve to say, all right, boy, before you go, let me see your teeth. Like, smile. Like, like smile. Just let me see your teeth. And I almost snapped in. Because I felt like, motherfucker, you making me feel like a goddamn slave on an auction block. What the fuck you want to see my teeth for? You done ran every goddamn thing. What you want to see me smile for? But I caught myself. It's like, man, just let this shit go. And if you really want to do something to this motherfucker, this ain't the time to do it. And that's what you have to, you have to remember. These motherfuckers ain't always got these uniforms on. They got everyday life. They go out to dinner. They go to the movies. They do everything else. But to try to snap in front of these motherfuckers and make them kill you, you're a damn fool. So to any brother out there, comply with these motherfuckers. It ain't no time to get angry. It ain't no time to be no black. Just comply as much as you can. And nine times out of ten, you're going to be all right. But when you house some shit like fentanyl that is a hundred times stronger than morphine, you don't know where you, what, when they pull you over. George didn't even have no business driving no goddamn car. And like I said, 
This takes nothing away from the sorry motherfucker that had his neck on that man's throat. And, and there wasn't just one person. There, <laughs> I mean, even in that story, ABC yeah. made it seem like it was like one yeah. person. Right. There were three or four of them. Yeah, you couldn't even see that. And like, the other thing, which, you know, the man literally said, I've gotten shot before and it was the same thing. So it sounds to me like he was coherent enough to know these officers were pulling him over for or stopping him for he didn't know what. But he had been shot before in a similar situation and he freaked out. Well, and yeah, I, man, I and think, I'm telling you it was the drugs. Well, now, it, it might have been. His goddamn record. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, like I said, what the cop did was fucked up. And I ain't no Candace Owen or anybody else who done pulled that shit up, man. That motherfucker wasn't no sink, motherfucker. You done been in goddamn jail 19 times before the before the age of 36, and it's on your record that you done robbed a pregnant black woman and put a gun in her belly. Yeah, well, we cannot overlook he's, he's this. He's no different than the 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 in terms of records. He's no different than the guy who shot up that school in Florida. That young man had been stopped by the local police something like 19 or 20 times. But the difference is, one, even though he had a, a, a Hispanic last name, he was treated with white man courtesy, and he was never arrested. Okay, well, I well, you, we, the you, difference is, we have to Floyd has that. a record, and yeah. and and the shooter in Florida yeah. should have had I mean, an just, equivalent gonna, record. If we think we're gonna get that type of equality, we, we retarded. I play chess. I understand in this game, white is going to always move first. Well, I rebuke and I that. like playing with the I black people. I rebuke that in I the like, name of black Our Jesus. problem is <laughs> we want everything that white people got, not realizing that what we got might be better. We ain't satisfied till we got what the fuck they got. This is not a game for freedom or independence. Uh, this is a game that would, you are not happy till you can do what the fuck they want to do. You just want to be free from eating in a restaurant, live your life. from eating in a, a sitting in a shitty bathroom. M most with them. people just want to be left alone. We so. could go with that, but at the end of the day, we want to be the first nigga to do something. This is these integrated niggas who ain't doing nothing but trying to chase white people. We want to be the first motherfucker to do something. That white people have already done. Well, I have a Kamala problem with that breed of niggas. Well, Kamala is mixed. <laughs> Kamala is white. Anyway. She, she's mixed. I'm just saying. For any nigga, if, if your only goal is to chase the white man and do what they do, then, bruh, you fucked up in the head. Just remember, this place is Third Rock. It's, it has a sun. Yeah, it, it, it is. And before I go, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to say this. Um... You know, there's this thing called GoFundMe. I'm sure all y'all know about that out there. Uh, and it's getting bigger and bigger. You can start your own. But ladies and gentlemen, George Floyd, since he was um, murdered in such a heinous way, uh, his family uh, has came, they, they didn't even start it, but the worldwide, his GoFundMe has came up to a worldwide record of $14.2 million, and it's still counting. Now, there are people who say that you know, fucked up uh, the man's life is worth more than money, but they, hey, you ask a nigga like me, I'm going to tell you, I wish I was his family. You see, and some people say his daughter, his family, you know, it's just money. I, I bet you they, I, I, they, they wish they had George back. I tell you what, go ask them that. Go ask them that. Ask me that. 
My mama just passed away last year, and I love my mama to death. She's 87. But if she went out like that and somebody raised $14.2 million for me, there's a whole lot of motherfuckers next to me. In fact, I can't think of anybody that I love that if they died like that and I got $14 million for it, that I, I, could say, I can understand, God, why you took them. Now, I know I sound fucked up, but you ask yourself, whoever you love, from your kids, and everything, unless you already a millionaire, unless you already got it, who in your life that you'd rather have other than $14.2 million and still count? George wasn't worth no more than $13.47 the day he died. And since then, he's worth $14.2 million. I can't get this kind of luck. There's nobody for me. To, so nobody ever hit me from behind, gave me whiplash to sue me. I never get these type of misfortunes. I, I don't think that would be lucky. It would be for me if somebody next to me got killed by a cop like that and I got $14.2 million. I'd cry. I bet you I'd get over it. I'm going to have to get over it broke. So if I got $14.2 million for it, that'd make me feel a little bit better. I'd build them a monument, a statue. I'd start all type of shit in their name. But I guarantee you, if they came up with a way to bring the dead back, and I had to get his $14.2 back, in order for this motherfucker to be alive, I'd kill him again. Now, what you think? What y'all think? That's but we going to start with you. It might be dark, but it's the truth. That's too it's dark the truth. for me. You're going to trade $14 million in for somebody you love right now, People dying every day and getting nothing, but you getting $14.2 million and it's still counting because somebody you love that is going to do something that we all must do, which is die. And if you tell me you wouldn't take that $14.2 million over somebody you love being dead, then um, you're being disingenuous. Genuous, and it's, what, 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 huh? I hear you. Yes. Anybody. No, I don't think I can go with that. If if I had a choice of fourteen million and getting my dad back, I would definitely have my dad back. And if you woke him up, he'd probably slap the shit out of you. <laughs> saying, Take this money and do some more with it. Do more of what I help you with. Take the money. I gotta die anyway. I died this time and you didn't get nothing. <laughs> yeah. So now you getting fourteen point two million and you gonna wake me back up and get his money back? That's not logical. But I guess it's a female thing. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what y'all think? I'm just being real, and I understand. My mom just passed. All right. Mom just passed last year. You know, we spent all time for $30,000 to put her in the ground because she didn't want to get no life insurance, and the kids ended up having to do it. And some of my oldest brothers and sisters had to put in more than me, but... She never wanted to talk about the future of death. Well, black people need to talk about futures now. Yeah. All of this not talking and acting like we not dying and I don't know. Yeah, Jesus and then you die. You from death yeah. just does not make any yeah. sense. And then I, you I die and the insurance ain't there. To now talk you, about it because please believe me, the people I work for, they talk about it. And, and if y'all biblical people, you're supposed to be concerned about your grandkids. <sighs> Anyway, so yeah. these folks are concerned about multiple generations, so we must be too. Yeah. This idea that 
I don't want to discuss my mortality. Stop being afraid. And, right. And, be and get life insurance policies. We, we don't even uh -huh. get life insurance policies where if you do go, hit that boy's family, ain't no business, take no goddamn GoFundMe up shit. But most of us do go, and then your, the burden of your death and your funeral, it falls on the motherfucker that cares about you. So we do have to talk about this shit. If you care about somebody, you would go take out a life insurance policy on yourself. Now, first of all, and don't, don't go... wait until you eighty to take out a policy. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. You, you can't even wait to fifty or sixty. Because <laughs> you well, wait to fifty. If you get to before fifty, you'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. It'll stay affordable for a little while, yeah. but. And then you go do it. You ain't got to tell nobody because if you boast a woman or something about you got a fucking hundred million dollar goddamn life insurance policy on yourself. Man, you I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't find out about it till I was dead. So, you know, you don't tell nobody. The kids, nobody. Just go take it out on yourself. When you die, then they got that. Well, you got to eat some of the treacherous bitches like this bitch. I told you that when I was about to die. Oh, my God. This, bitch know this what woman. Okay, and one thing else. We have to stop. You don't know her. So it ain't for you to say. If I didn't call you a bitch, that's not for you to say. I get tired of women who try to defend bitches. I am from I never the Queen Latifah era. I don't give a damn. You well, ain't going to defend everyone. You know damn well that there are some women who I can be called that. If ain't nobody calling you that, my mind your reality. business. Yeah, yeah, you ain't sleeping you with You invited mama. me here. Well, I'm just saying. You don't tell me who the fuck I can call a bitch when she's carrying herself like a bitch. Universe. What you saying, boy, this before I get about here? I was going to say, and we have to stop using GoFundMe as a life insurance policy. That's right. Right. A lot of us get sick and, and need funerals paid for and have to start a GoFundMe. Yeah. You know, you know, you got, you, we don't, you don't think about life doing that. Life insurance is only a couple dollars uh, a month. Yeah, a month. And then somebody has something to put your ass away and you ain't got to be stuck with being cremated. Uh, most motherfuckers get stripped. I don't want to be cremated because you ain't got no money to bury your goddamn self. It don't cost no more than $600 to do that. But if you got money to goddamn take care of this, I mean, like, we, don't, we don't like talking about it. We don't like talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, tell them where they can find you and when the next time y'all you going to be back up here on Politics in we'll Black. We'll be here uh, this Sunday, actually. This Politics Sunday? Politics in Black, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Yeah, because y'all got your oh, own thing. Oh, uh, ADOS LA uh, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, they got their own thing. They on YouTube doing big things. Yeah. So thank you for stopping by here. Maybe one thank day I'll stop by here. It, it, it hooked me up where I can stop by here with y'all when y'all got Antonio, Cornell, and all of them. I'd love to sit down there with y'all. <laughs> you you missed to... that show. We had that show. No, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> we had you that show You saw it. I did over there. She had the nerve to got them. You know, we over there doing some political... And you know, I'm running the show porters, and they got this was the judges of the Lord. Hear the end of this story. The judges of the Lord, Lord, was it the lawyers or the judges? It was the judges. Yeah. And, and I set up my thing saying we They gonna, all are attorneys, but yeah. it was the judges panel. We're gonna go this way, that person over there answers first, and it's gonna be this way all the way around. And then I asked one question, this white woman gonna stand up and say, Oh, can I answer that first? And I said, No. We're going back over there. This woman interjected me and um, told that white woman she could go, you can do what you want to do, even though she I didn't to be, tell her she could do what she wanted to do. You told her she, she could answer that mic. question first. I said, since you have the mic. They all had mics. They all did not have mics. We had, we didn't even have enough chairs. We had to pull chairs up. That was Still, the largest panel. Her answer was supposed to come like after three or four people. Oh my God. And okay, you gave look, it, I, I, I need to hop to... 
Yeah, yeah my All right, next. Well, I ain't saying they, they, they thank y'all for being here again. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to get into it. Uh, back up here on a regular basis. I know y'all been wanting me back up here. You hit me up on Facebook. You hit me everywhere, but I'm back. I face no. death, so there's nothing I'm afraid of. So I will be back on a regular basis up here. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, my girl back there, support all her shows up here because a lot of them got them, you know, they need it. They good shows, but y'all hit the subscribe button up here and start supporting all these shows up here, let alone mine. Support them all, okay? Thank you. I'll see you next week. And for those of you motherfuckers who are trying to look for me, you might not know. I might be here Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, so you'll never know when I'm here. Good night. Now, the educators, they call it ESP, positive thinking, right? <laughs>